Have you ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Or maybe what they use to keep their skin looking so flawless? Well, even if I don't know these answers, I can tell you something equally as interesting and unicorn related. Over 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot, and for good reason. HubSpot's all-in-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support so you can grow beyond your wildest dreams, boosting leads and ramping sales along the way. They even have a constantly evolving collection of resources to help startups scale. Plus, with the HubSpot for Startups program, you can save up to 90% off your first year. I'll admit it does sound a little too good to be true. But unlike that majestic and also incredibly fictitious unicorn, HubSpot for Startups is all real. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot and take your growth to new heights, visit HubSpot.com startups. Howdy, folks. It is Thursday, June 16th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Juliet Benarila. And right now you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to be talking about big tech taking over the wheel with autonomous cars. The impact of unlocking the time to do things other than driving while in the car is enormous. We're going to discuss what that looks like and what it means. But before we get into that, here are a few things you should know happening in the world of business and tech. Let's get crackle at All right. First things first, the Federal Reserve is trying to fight inflation. It raised the benchmark interest rate by 75 basis points, the largest increase since 1994. Chairman Jerome Powell hinted that a similar hike could be coming in July. We'll see how that goes. All right. Next up, Microsoft is testing in-app games in Microsoft Teams, allowing workers to play Solitaire, Connect 4, and Wordament with each other during meetings. Support for Microsoft Explorer also ended yesterday, by the way. Very sad, very sad. Moving on, Apple signed a 10-year deal with MLS to stream all of the league's games on Apple TV+. Plus, The deal's worth a reported $250 million per season, and Apple plans to offer select games for free on the Apple TV app. Moving along, a new study from the National Society of High School Scholars found that only 23% of respondents say remote work is very or extremely important to them. Additionally, 63% of Gen Z want in-person training from their employees compared to only 13% in favor of online training. That surprises me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. All right, moving along. Yesterday, President Biden called on U.S. oil refining companies to produce more oil saying high profit margins are placing an unacceptable burden on consumers. The national average yesterday stood at over $5, almost $2 more than last year. Finally, YouTube says that YouTube Shorts, its TikTok competitor, is used and watched now by over 1.5 billion users every month. For reference, TikTok said 1 billion monthly users do the same on its app back in September of 2021. And uh, with that, I think it's time to talk shop, talk cars. What do you say? Yeah, sounds good. Big tech is really interested in being part of the automotive experience. They want to be in your car very badly. Just recently, Apple unveiled updates to its CarPlay software, which is available on 98% of cars that expands its reach to really the furthest ends of a car's instrument panel. So instead of just being on the, the one little screen, being able to control a little bit, it's going to be across the entire dashboard controlling everything in the car. Mm-hmm. Amazon and Buick are, I don't know if you've seen any of these commercials. I've seen them nonstop. They're streaming commercials that show this dad confusing his family's car for Alexa, which is built in. He keeps calling the car Alexa. It's a really dumb commercial. The YouTube mm. comments are very harsh. <laughs> and Google, too, is working on software, the Android Automotive Operating System, 
which Gartner predicts will power 70% of cars by 2028. So all these companies are embedding themselves slowly but surely into our cars. So what's the deal here? And I think if you kind of step back, these companies are really laying the groundwork for a world in which most cars probably will drive themselves. Most experts will tell you 20 to 30 years is okay. where we're looking. There, I mean, there are cars that could drive themselves and do drive themselves and do drive real riders and everyday consumers like you and I in San Francisco and Arizona right now. But at a wide scale, I think we're looking at 20 to 30 years. So I'd say consider this, right? The first time you're driven in an autonomous car, it's probably a bewildering experience. You probably flummoxed a bit. But by the 10th time, it's probably old news, right? And after the novelty wears off, you're probably going to eventually just start checking your phone, doing work, and all these second-order effects of unlocking the time to do things in cars other than driving are enormous, as are their economic potential, and big tech sees this. The thing to think about, though, is with big tech embedding themselves so deeply in the automotive experience, others see red alarms going off, right, specifically around antitrust and data concerns. So in January, activists sent a letter to Amy Klobuchar and, and others, the FTC, the DOJ, highlighting these concerns, saying, you know, we're worried that Google is going to monetize our behavior behind the wheel. Uh, and in April, uh, Jamie Raskin, Representative Jamie Raskin, spearheaded a letter to the FTC and DOJ regarding antitrust concerns in the space. So people are starting to kind of see what's going on here, for better or worse. Big tech has obviously conquered much of the home and office. And I think it's clear the car is likely next. But I think it's just super interesting to think about all these second order effects. Take insurance, for example. If I own a car, but it drives itself, am I still responsible if it gets into an accident? That's going to change the insurance industry. Oh, yeah. That'll have to be like a complete overhaul for sure. Complete overhaul, right? Take police, right? Will law enforcement be able to seize cars remotely? I will assume that they would want to and that they will try to. Did you see that video of a cruise vehicle without any driver in San Francisco about two months ago get pulled over? Oh, yeah. And I got pulled over. Yeah. The police had no idea what was going on. Right. He's like, what's this car doing? And then the, the car just drives off. It was so weird. Housing could be changed, right? Will people move away from cities more often if they feel like they can actually do stuff during their commute? I don't know. What do you think? I mean, so much of this is a problem, or maybe it's not even a problem for some people, but so much of this is something that you could solve by using public transit. So it just feels so silly to me. I know. You love public transit. I, well, I mean, I was forced into using public transit. I'll admit that. Like, I initially was not somebody who wanted to give up driving. It just happened. Mm. And, you know, a lot of the time, I can read a book on the, on the bus. I can read a book on the train. I can do all of these things. But I will say, if you don't live in a city where, or you don't live in a place where the commute is short, it will still take up a ton of your time and it will still not, it will, it will still be like a, a drain on your life. Like I used to work at a tech company and it took me two and a half hours to get there and three hours to get home because our metro system is so underdeveloped. That's insane. Yeah. And even though, yeah, I have a seat, I'm on an air conditioned bus. I can do all these other things on the bus. The bus even has Wi-Fi. It, it doesn't matter. Like that's still five hours of my life. It's still really unpleasant. It still True. makes my back and my knees hurt from sitting that long. Just like when you're on a plane, you can watch a movie on a plane. 
no one likes a 12-hour flight. That's a great call. But the bus to me makes the most sense because you can fit the most people on it at the same time, thus alleviating the traffic on the street as opposed to having everyone in their individual robot cars. So it does seem a little weird. I think a lot of uh, city planners will agree with you that public transportation makes the most sense, Mm -hmm. best economics for everyone involved. But I don't know. People just don't like riding buses in America. I will say that recently I've been going to a lot of meetups and I have met so many people and inevitably it comes to the, oh, where'd you park? And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to hop on the train. And this is in an area of town where the train stations are so close together that I can walk between them in 15 minutes. So it's super easy uh, and and parking is a mess. So it's like truly the easiest way to get around. And I will talk to someone who's like, oh, you took the train? I would never do that. That's really dangerous. And then they go walk to their car. <laughs> yeah, in a dark parking lot. <laughs> right. And I've watched them drink five glasses of wine and they're going to go get in their car and drive a mile and a half because it's too dangerous to get on the train. So for those people who just will not take public transit, but like are drinking and driving. Okay, fine. Yes. Your robot car will take you home safely and good for them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess the question at the end of the day is uh, driving at some point is just going to become like an enthusiast kind of thing, right? Oh, yeah. Instead of racing, they just go driving like normal. Yeah. I mean, people all the time say that they love a long road trip. They like driving through really scenic areas where there's not a lot of traffic. I think people will still want to do that. I mean, there are places you can go and pay several hundred dollars to take a race car around a track. Yeah. And I think people still will want to do that. When it's like, do I want to sit and stop and go traffic for an hour and a half on the 405? No, let the computer do it. (laughs) Right. It's like today people pay $100 to go drive a Maserati around for an hour. Mm -hmm. 50 years from now, maybe they'll be paying $100 to just drive a Toyota Camry. (laughs) (laughs) This is what it used to be like. It's your retro Toyota experience. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And bada bing, bada boom, that's going to do it for us today. As always, thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. If you like what you heard today, we've got a lot more tech and business coverage over at thehustle.co. See you tomorrow.